Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the discovery of self has put a show away. With a thousand plus archive shows and new shows coming to you every Tuesday, we bring you illuminating people from around the globe. Visit our store for their services and books and enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another series of Choose Positive Living. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Miguel Pascal. I actually did interview uh, Michaela a little while ago, but unfortunately the recording didn't work out and there was no way I was going to deliver such inspiration with such static audio. So bless his heart, he's come back to do the interview again and we really do need to hear him. His daily meditations, um, his beautiful liberation of our soul and of our spirit, uh, just embracing life in all its wonder. He is a true inspiration and he will uplift you. We're going to get a little meditation um, during the hour as well and uh, I really do want you to just let everything go, shake everything out and immerse yourself into these wonderful teachings by Miguel and how we can actually turn off the stress, turn down the static volume, tune in within ourselves and find that peace and that tranquility. For he is a tranquility master. Uh, he's performed at Carnegie Hall, and he's doing something really, really special coming up um, in uh, Times Square. It's going to be a meditation concert, and that is on the uh, 14th of May at 11.11. So if you're in New York or you've got a reason to go to New York, you have got to go and join that. It will truly be an experience. So let's take the journey with him again and let's find out what meditation is, how we can use it to reduce our daily stress and uh, how we can just simply chill out and get back to the beautiful, simple joy of life. Welcome back to the show, Miguel. Thank you so much, Sarah. I am so, so happy to be with you. Just a a precision uh, important, the the meditation uh, concert and guidance that I will give in Times Square, it will be in October, oh, not in May, but in October, because I have an amazing news to share with you. Mm-hmm. I perform again at the Carnegie Hall, October 17. So in October, just before the, the Carnegie Hall, I will perform the Sunday 15 in Times Square. So the Sunday 15 in Times Square at 11.11 a.m., it will be amazing to be in peace, to yeah. be in calm, in the storm of the stress of Times Square. Mm-hmm. So October 15th at 11.11 in Times Square. And at the Carnegie Hall, the Tuesday 17th of October at 8 p.m. And it's amazing because we create a meditation week. At the beginning, it was just a day in May. But uh, we have decided with my publisher and the senator of New York to create a week. So the Friday 13th of October, we will create a big meditation in the subway of New York City. The 14th, the Saturday, it will be in Central Park, a big meditation, concert and guidance. And also in Starbucks, also in many shops, in many companies, in many places very stressful in New York. The Sunday it will be in Times Square (laughs) and the Tuesday it will be at the Carnegie Hall. Absolutely fabulous. Um, I think you need to step over to uh, 
uh, to Washington DC too, <laughs> but hopefully the vibration will follow over there. Um, I, I, I am okay to come to Washington, of course, right. and it could be possible because this is the key. We need to be more calm yeah. in our distress. Uh, it's a fantasy when we talk about meditation. For me, it's a fantasy because we, how we can say to the people so stressed in companies, how can we say, oh, my friend, you have worked 10 hours, 15 hours, you are scared to be fired in your job, you have goal, you have the stress of your co-workers, you are tired, how can we say? To someone like that, oh, I have a magic stick. You must be sitting down 20 minutes per day, 30 minutes per day, and you will feel better. It doesn't work like that. It's a cliche of the meditation. It is that we see in America everywhere <laughs> when we talk about meditation. We have a wrong, a totally wrong perception of the meditation. It is the reason why me, when I came from my monastery, I live before in America, I live in a monastery in the Himalayas. When I arrive in America, I say, oh my God, <laughs> what a cliche of the meditation. Mm -hmm. It's not like that, that we can be more calm. So we can be more calm if we are more present to our life. When I talk to you, I am present to you, Sarah. When I say hello, how are you, Sarah? or when I say, hello, how are you, to anyone, this is my meditation, to be present. When I take my coffee, I enjoy my coffee. When I eat, uh, it can be a veggie burger, it can be a salad, it can be a soup today, I am happy, I am in my soup, I am with my veggie burger. When I drive in the traffic, I enjoy the traffic because I can drive like a mountain. I can be very calm, very stable in my car, and I can recycle all the stressful energies that I receive. When I arrive in my job, I say hello to my coworkers. I say deeply hello. I sit down face to my computer but I am sitting down like a mountain. I am stable. I am present. So this is exactly what we describe like that. It's exactly the daily life that we have, but it's exactly that we do in a monastery. In a monastery, we have a life very active, but in every minute, we are present. In, we use every minute to train our mind. So I say all times there is a big difference between to talk about well-being, meditation, spiritualities, and to live in a monastery. It's extremely different. Mm -hmm. So in a monastery, we have a life very active. But the difference, we train our mind to be present. And meditation in Tibetan language doesn't mean at all to be sitting down like a lotus, uh, you know, the, the cliche of the beautiful fashion model, mm. <laughs> sitting down face to a lake, I practice yoga, it's a blablatation for me, because when this girl, she comes back to her daily life, when she comes back to the traffic, when she comes back to the job, she's stressed again, 
so it doesn't work. So the real etymology of meditation in Tibetan, I train my mind. This is the real sense of the meditation. I train my mind. So when we train our mind, just when we shake the hands of someone, this is my meditation. So meditation is to train our mind every day in our daily life. Yeah, the gift of the present is in the now, isn't it? Um, and so many people are working for tomorrow or for later, and they don't realize it is the now that is the gift. It is the now where the gratitude should be. It is the now where you need to be present. And we're so busy chasing everything else that we forget. Everything we want is in the now. And if you feed the now, your next moment will be ready for you. It's, uh, after the question, it's, I mean, there is no debate. I mm -hmm. mean, everyone, we need to be more calm. Uh, there is no debate about the benefit of meditation. We know in neuroscience, when we put electrodes on the brain, I work with neuroscience since a lot of years, so we know exactly that when you are stressed, you destroy your immune system. When you are stressed, you destroy your blood pressure. You destroy your stomach with acidity. I mean, m when we are stressed, we think, oh, it's normal I am stressed. No. To be stressed, it's to be sick. Yes. Stress, it's a neurochemical addiction. It's an addiction. So we are addicted, and if we are stressed today, for example, tomorrow we will be more stressed. And after tomorrow, and year after year. Because when we are stressed in the brain, the brain uh, needs to find any pretext, any situation to upgrade the cortisol. Huh? Cortisol in the brain, it's the hormone of the stress. So. It is the reason why we know in science, we know in medicine, any doctor knows in America that when we are stressed, it's a disaster for the, for the body, for the mind. So at the opposite, <laughs> more we are calm, more we have energy, more we are calm, more we are active, more we are calm, more we are intuitive, productive, better we can take a decision in our life. It works like that. So the, there is no debate. We must be more calm. More we will be calm, more we will be active and productive. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's take the breath, isn't it? You know, uh, we, we have become such reactionary people where we react to things all the time. And, uh, you know, if we just took the moment to be present in the moment and as, instead of letting ourselves react to things w with a knee-jerk reaction um, maybe even sometimes stepping away from it you know to take that breath and then look at it from a different point of view because we get ourselves worked up over the littlest of things and they get blown out out of proportion and then they take on a life of its own yes but for example when we when we see someone who have anxiety or someone who have sleep disorder or someone who have PTSD or ADHD, when we see someone like that, we see we can't give advices in reality. 
because the person is in a big suffering. So she said, oh, okay, I know I must take a deep breath. I know I must be more present. I know. But it's, it's a philosophic concept. It's, in theory, it works. But in reality, it doesn't work. The person, uh, when she came to a therapist, after she comes back home and she's stressed again, nothing has worked. So the key, it's not to give advices. Mm -hmm. The key, it's not to talk. The key, it's to help the person to feel more calm immediately with no talk, no yeah. advices, no you must do this, you must do that, not at all. So what is the main difference between uh, an authentic uh, spirituality, I mean in Buddhism, for example, and the fake meditation that we find anywhere in America, the difference is in Buddhism, we have the power. So the, the power in Tibetan means the transfusion of consciousness. So when we see someone, we have a panic attack or crisis of anxiety, we transfuse our energy. We guide the person in a meditation. We don't talk. We don't say, why are you sick? What is the causality? We don't feed the suffering. But just we say to the person, okay, you have anxiety. I snap three times and just we close our eyes and we guide the person immediately. And when we guide, we make the power, the transfusion of energy. So immediately the person feels more calm. I, I see this situation every day since I teach in America. I mean, it's not a question to give advices, you must be like this, you mm -hmm. must be like that. We, we can't say that, for example, to a prisoner. Right. I teach since three years for prisoners for long pain. How can we say to a guy who has killed, who stay 10, 20 years, maybe 30 years in jail, how can we say to the guy, you must do this, you must do that? It is the same thing for a manager for a big company. How can we say to, to a big engineer at Google, for example, Oh, you are so stressed, you have a panic attack. Okay, so you know you must be more present in your life. You must be more like this, more like... The person says, shut up. <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> shut up. Just we need to be more calm. Not by a beautiful blah, blah, but by a practice efficient immediately. Mm -hmm. That's it. We need calm. We need that someone can help us to be more calm. I have a, a, a beautiful story. I remember one of the first day I teach for Google in New York City. One of the managers, she was so, so stressed and she cried. She said, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. She was like that. So she said, I don't care about meditation and all. I don't feel good. And she said, how can you help me? I say, Come with me in Times Square. She said, you are crazy. In <laughs> Times Square, it's the worst place of the world. No. I say, come with me in Times Square. Because if we are able to be sitting down like a mountain in Times Square, immediately you can be sitting down like a mountain at Google anytime, anywhere in New York. Mm -hmm. So she came with me and immediately 
I have snapped three times. Three times, it's like a gong in a monastery. So there is a sound, like a signal to, to start. And I have guided her in Times Square. And after a few seconds, I remember she cried. And just she said, yes, I touch my soul. I touch my soul. And I explained to her, there is a world outside. Huh? When we are in Times Square or in Washington, in big cities, there is a world outside, the noises, the stress, the tension. But we have a world inside. We have a soul. We have a freedom. We have a space. And, for example, I have teach her to meditate like a dolphin. Huh? A dolphin, it's a beautiful metaphor. And when we dive inside us, we breathe, we keep and we dive inside us and immediately we feel better because when we dive mentally inside us we swim in the peace of the ocean in the peace of our soul and we can have a lot of noises and stress around us but we are calm inside us I can share with you a beautiful story. One of my teachers certified yesterday, she teach for a child. He is five years old. He is stressed like every children in America. He jumps all the time. He has a lot of, a lot of, not energy, but nervosity. And she said to him, okay, I can meditate with you like a dolphin. And when she has teached to this little boy, immediately he closed his eyes and he felt like a dolphin inside himself. And he came to his daddy just after and he said, Daddy, I know how to be more calm. I can meditate like a dolphin. So this is the key to meditate in the stress, to, to go back to our soul in the stress. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's seeking answers outside, but they are always within us, aren't they? Um, we've just, as you said, got to be still enough and dive into ourselves because that's where the universe is. That's where the energy is. That's where the answers are. Um, and we're so busy looking out for some answers that we don't realize they are always within us. And we carry them all the time if we're only willing to be able to hear and feel them. Yes, I mean... There is no, no discussion about that, we say. Huh? Everyone we know, we must be more present. Mm -hmm. We must be more calm. But the question is, how can I be more calm mm -hmm. when I am busy, when I am so stressed? So, like we explain, when we guide someone, because we need to be helped by someone, it's extremely difficult uh, to practice by ourselves at the beginning. We need someone can say to us, okay, we close our eyes and I guide you. I mean, when I guide the person, I create a cognitive process in the brain of the person. Because, you know, when we talk about the dolphin, for example, if we, if we say dolphin, if we use this word, immediately in our brain, we create a cognitive process. Huh? It's like a... a, a I mean, it's like a concept, and the concept is identified in the brain, and this cognitive process creates a good neurochemical message for all the body. And we become addicted 
these little boys of five years, what he wants to do? He wants to practice again like a dolphin. So we see how it is so simple. For that, we need someone to, to guide at mm. the beginning to help us. Yes, we're not meant to do it alone anyway, are we? I mean, ultimately, we're responsible for our own choices and our own actions. But we're not meant to take that path on our own. There's always someone there to guide you and help you on your way. You've just got to be willing to take the journey. You've just got to be willing to ask for the help and receive the help along the way. Yes, because there is a moment... uh I mean, what you say, Sarah, it's very true, because there is a moment in our life we are fed up. We mm-hmm. realize that we can't keep going on like that. And most of the time, the, the message comes from the body. We have a problem with health, blood pressure, or problem with the heart, problem with the stomach, I don't know, but we have a problem. Physical, so it is the language of the body. The body says to our mind, I am fed up. Stop to be stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we realize that we must change. We realize that we can't in a chronic dissatisfaction. It's not possible to, to live this life because life is beautiful. So when we take the decision to say, okay, I want to practice a meditation. I, I repeat again, when I say meditation, it's not the, the blah blah tation. Yeah. It's not I want to be sitting down like a lotus today, 20, 20 minutes, because after one second, my brain is running all time yeah, and I stop. It's, it's exactly. a joke, of course, yeah. it's a joke. Uh, but uh, when I talk about meditation, I talk about the etymology of meditation. I talk about the real source of the spirituality in meditation. I talk about the senses I need to train my mind. So when we take the decision to say, I want to meditate, I want to train my mind, it's 50% of the result. The decision, I want to do something. When we, when we are at this level, yes, it works perfectly. The most important is the first 50%. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have to make the decision to invest in yourself. Um, I think one of the things that people have forgotten is the beautiful thing of simple joy. Uh, again, people are chasing some illusion, um, you know, uh, believing that they have to have this or they have to have that in order to be happy or find joy. But when you are present with yourself, when you are there in that moment, the simple joys are with you all the time, aren't they? Because you see things through more gratificated eyes. It's absolutely true. It's funny, me, I teach many times for rich people or for celebrities. I have never met someone rich, happy. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Yes. All time, they are in chronic dissatisfaction. And at the opposite, when I teach for prisoners in jail, I have met some prisoners happy. So where is my jail? Where, uh, where is my mental prison? Uh, when we teach for celebrity, oh, I want more money, more success, more sex, more this, more that. We, we don't feel good. Yeah. We don't feel good. Always so hungry. It is, exactly. So, yes, the, I mean, there is no choice. We must enjoy our life. We must rediscover every minute of our life. Every minute, it's not one more minute. It's one more chance. Today I take my breakfast. My breakfast 
is my meditation. I mean, it's my way to to really enjoy my breakfast. I enjoy the taste of the tea, the taste of the coffee. I love my simple toast. I love my simple butter. My breakfast is so simple, but I am so happy. I mean, meditation for daily stress and the 10 practices that we have in the book, it's 10 practices to feel better immediately in the daily stressful situation. It's like an emergency well-being. We need to feel better immediately <laughs> with no effort. No effort, no concentration, no talk, no blah, blah. I repeat again, it must be very concrete. For me, life is simple. Life must be concrete. Or if it is a, the, the cliche of meditation, we see it, it, it's a fantasy. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know, going back to richness, I have come across so many people who are wonderfully enriched. They are abundant in soul and heart and presence. Um, and of course, their bank account doesn't always match that. And yes, of course, we all need money. It makes the world go round. It, you know, it's a tool in our life. But society has become so focused on the importance on the power of money that they've given their own power away. And that empowerment is, again, back in the simplicity, back in the gratitude, back in being present, um, back enjoying the simple joys around you, hearing the birds sing, watching people laugh, watching people discover something for the first time. We have so much beauty around us, and that in itself is a meditation, isn't it? Absorbing the beauty and the life and the joy around us can bring us tranquility. There is no debate about that. Everyone, we know that. Everyone, we know that it's so important to enjoy your life. But the problem is, in our world, our brain is running all the time. It's a sort of infernal mechanic. So the true question is, how can I stop my brain <laughs> yeah. from running all time and to enjoy the present moment? Because we say to someone, you must enjoy the present moment. But I know the person, they reply, I'm so sorry, my brain is running all time. Mm -hmm. It was my debate, I remember, with my friend Mathieu Ricard. Mathieu is the speaker of His Holiness Dalai Lama. Mathieu is a, is a French uh, Buddhist monk, very, very famous in the world now. And he say all time, oh, you must take 30 minutes per day to meditate. But I remember, I say, Mathieu... For you it works, but you forget that the person, she's exhausted by the job. You forget that the brain is running all time. How can we say to someone when the brain is running all time, you know, my friend, you must be present in your life. You must enjoy your, your minute. The person says, shut up, <laughs> shut up. We see it. No, but it's uh, serious. It doesn't work. Yeah. It, it, it is a, the fantasy of the meditation teacher because they live, they, they talk about the suffering that they never live. So me, when I see my father died with a heart attack because he has too much money problem. I see one of the persons, the most close of my life in America, she has a burnout and she directs a big company in America at 23 years old. But she faint in the street. So how can we say to people when the brain is running all time, you must be present, you must enjoy your life. So the question is, how can I stop my brain in the traffic? 
How can I stop my brain when my co-workers are so stressed? When my manager scream on me? When I am addicted to the TV, to the video game? How can I stop my brain at this moment? This is a true question. And it's a difficult one. I mean, I have brain activity and it doesn't shut up and I found a way to redirect it. Um, you know, uh, doing something that takes me away from it completely. And then I find myself finding my tranquility. But it's hard to just stop thinking. Like, it's almost like you have to give your brain something to do so that the rest of your psyche can calm down. Uh, it's, it's very important what you say. Because in reality, we can't stop our brain. Huh? You know, thoughts are like waves on the ocean all time they move but what can we do it's we can see beyond the waves the horizon of our life or we can dive inside us under the waves of the ordinary level of the life we i mean our thoughts are like clouds in the sky what can we do just we can do nothing because the clouds they move all time the thought they move all time but and we can't stop the flow of the clouds of the thought but what can we do it's to be sitting down like a mountain so we see the river of our thought the perpetual movement of the waves on the ocean but we are sitting down like a mountain we are stable this is like that it's not we stop our brain it's we yeah. are more stable in the mind yeah i, I kind of uh, giving it something to do so that it can relax it's getting into the flow of life isn't it getting into the rhythm uh, you know uh, half the time stress is static you know it's um it's almost like the nails on the chalkboard but when we get into a flow when we get into a rhythm when we get into the breath of life you know again we're back into that presence but it's also something that helps us focus in life and we do become so much more productive because we're more focused on what needs to be done instead of chasing all those other things that you know we believe should be done yes of course but the, the question is how can i do that Yeah. How can I be more present to my life when my brain is running all time, when I have a lot of difficulties every day? Huh? So, because again, there is no debate. Everyone, we feel better when we are more calm, when we are more present. And there is no debate about that. No one can say, <laughs> if I am more stressed, if I am more violent, if I have more anger, I am more happy. No. Everyone. We feel that when we are more stressed, or if we become violent, if we have aggressivity, we don't feel good. Uh, everyone, we feel that. It's not a question to be rich, to be poor. But we feel at the opposite, that when we are more calm, we can be more happy, more productive, etc. But the question is, how can I be like that? So the answer, it's, it's not to say to the person, be more calm. The answer is to practice with the person mm -hmm. and to, to send to the person an energy, a transmission. It's very important. I mean, it's great because on your show we have time to explain the things for the followers. The difference, one of the main differences between 
the usual meditation that we find in America, and this way of meditation, it's more than a technique, it's a transmission. Mm -hmm. It's a transmission of energy. I remember my Rinpoche, Rinpoche in Buddhism means my spiritual uh, director or my spiritual father, my teacher. My Rinpoche, he say all time to me, Michel, there is no meditation. There is no technique. When people will say to you, oh, what is your technique? There is no technique. The only thing, it's a transmission of energy. Because you can share a technique with someone But if your mind is running all time, it doesn't work. I mean, meditation, an authentic spiritual meditation, not the blah blah yes. <laughs> but an authentic meditation, what it is, 90%. It's a transmission of energy. This is the power. This is the main difference when meditation teachers in America, I know they never live in a monastery. Never. They came maybe sometimes in retreat, they spend one month, three months, they go in India, they say, oh, I travel, I know spirituality. No, we are tourists when we are like that. Mm -hmm. There is a huge difference between to take some retreat, to talk about spirituality, and to live inside a monastery. I remember when I was in my monastery, every Saturday morning, during two hours, The monastery is open to people. And every Saturday, we see the same situation. American people <laughs> arrive. They have a lot of mala, a lot of artifacts in Buddhism. And all they say the same thing. Oh, I know my reincarnation. I have met Dalai Lama. Uh, I am healer. I am a shaman. I am. It's all time like that. And I remember the abbot of the monastery say, ah, okay, okay. He never replied. Because he, he saw, and we know when we live in a monastery, it doesn't work like that, not at all. So it's, it's very important what we say, because meditation for daily stress, this is how can we adapt the pure source of the spirituality that we live, not that we talk, that yes. we live in a monastery, adapted to the daily stress. Uh, it's very important. So the key is the transmission of the energy. When we step into this, we become spirit, don't we? Uh, we? We are spiritual beings, which has nothing to do with religion. It's to do with the spirit. It's to do with the divine energy. And when we do step into that calmness um, and that purpose and that uh, m you know meaningful existence of the now, we are spiritual beings. We are um living in spirit and living in the flow of that and you know everybody can become a very spiritual person by stepping into that but it's not a question that you dip in and out it's not something that you go to church on sunday with it's something that you have to make a lifestyle it's something you have to be not just do it's exactly the truth what you say sarah it's exactly the truth It's not because we go to the mass the Sunday. Most of time, people, they go to the mass, and one hour after the mass, they judge again. Mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. co they complain. Uh, it's funny, I teach for two priests in New York. They say we are so stressed. So, <laughs> we see. I teach also for yoga teacher. 
some yoga teachers, they are so stressed. Of course, because they have money problem. There is a big competition between the center of yoga in Los Angeles, for example, in New York City. So, I mean, the, the key, it's, it's a new perception of the life. It's exactly that you say. But after we can develop, how can I have a new perception of my life when I work 15 hours per day, when my brain is running all time, when I am so tired, when I have money problems, when I have problems sometimes in my family or addiction, and the, the real life in America. How can I be more present? So for that, we need someone can help us to practice. To all my teachers certified when they work with me, I say so important, don't forget <laughs> the visualization that you will teach, it's 10%. But 90%, it will be your energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I see that all time in jail. I mean, uh, when we are in jail, we are faced to, to people who have a huge energy in a big difficulties. They are so intuitive, so intuitive, because they are like animals in cage, in yes. jail. They are so intuitive. How can we... How can we say to someone like that, oh, my friend, you must be present. You must be more calm. It's a joke. It's, it's not. It's unrespect. It, it doesn't work. So what we do? I remember the first day I teach for MIT Foundation. I was faced to a group of 100 prisoners. And they were so stressed. And just I take the microphone. And I have guided meditation like a mountain. And immediately they have closed the eyes. They have followed this guidance. We can do that now if you want, for you and your followers. Yes, please. And I see uh, at Amity Foundation, I see how this practice creates an amazing benefit on the prisoners. So we, we can do the practice together like that. Huh, yeah, oui, I please. snap three times. I snap three times. The snap, it just sounds like a, a gong in a monastery, a bell in a convent, huh, to give the start of a new moment in our life. I snap three times. And just we close our eyes. We are sitting down like a mountain. We do nothing. Just we are sitting down, but like a mountain. If we have some thought in our mind, we do nothing. Thoughts are like clouds in the sky. They move. But just when we are sitting down like a mountain, we can become more stable like a mountain. And in our world so stressful, we need the stability of the mountain. How can we do that? We are sitting down. It can be faced to our computer. 
we can be sitting down in the traffic, in the kitchen, in the restroom, at the office, but we are sitting down like a mountain. So we visualize a mountain, we see the stability of the mountain, we breathe in mentally the stability of the mountain, we keep our breath, we keep the stability mentally, and we exhale the stability. We exhale the stability of the mountain in all our body. And we see mentally the stability of the mountain in our feet, the stability of the mountain in our legs, in our back, in our organs. We feel better immediately without effort. When we meditate like a mountain, we become a mountain. And we open our eyes. How do you feel, Sarah? Solid. Grounded. Secure. You see, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. And when we practice like that at the workplace, for example, we change exactly like, like you said earlier, we change our perception of the life. Mm-hmm. For my office was a place I know I am so stressed. Now my office is a place I can be sitting down like a mountain. I can be more stable. I can be more calm. I, I rediscover my office. Uh, all is a question of interpretation. My office can be the place the most stressful of the world. My office can be the place I reboost my energy. I feel more solid. Uh, so it is, it is a reason why to practice inside our life inside the daily stress every day. This is the key to change our life. It is so important to do like that. Hello? Sorry, I was just saying that uh, in when we are actually uh, have done this and we ground ourselves and we're calm again, all those answers that we were chasing before, all those answers that we were getting frantic about and we couldn't find, suddenly the clarity is there. 
because ev- you know everything is now in flow everything has calmed down and what you were busy looking for is right in front of you because now you can actually see it exactly it's exactly that so the the key is really to practice in our daily life and like that we can really feel better well, it's making it a part of your daily life, isn't it? As I said, it's not the church on Sunday. It's something that is your life. You know, when we talk about lifestyle, um, you know, lifestyle is a daily practice. It's something you do every day. You integrate it into your life, weave it into your life that you become it. And if you do that, you're just not going to get stressed because you'll know the triggers. Oh, this is beginning to aggravate me. I now need to you know, take those breaths, be either the, the dolphin or the mountain or the wave or the kiss, whatever you need. And uh, and you know, you have the tools now in, in which to, to deal with it without waiting to get stressed out. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly that. It is the reason why, I mean, to live is to choose. Mm-hmm. To live is to Today, I can choose to be more stressed. I can choose to become a zombie. But today I can change now to practice like meditation for daily stress. On my TV online, on michelpascal.tv, my team have posted a lot of uh, video and audio guidance. All is free, of course. And um, everyone can practice like that. Also, we have a lot of, a lot of demands with this new way of meditation. So I train 15 teachers um, in America to, to teach in many places also this new way of meditation. So everyone is interested to become a meditator certified in this way of meditation can contact me. Um, on my TV online on michelpascal.tv so there is a lot of information and people can become a meditation teacher we we have a lot of demands from children for example children who have ADHD what can we do with a child who have ADHD I mean we know pills doesn't cure deeply the person so what can we do? We can say to this child, oh, my child, you must do this, you must do that, <laughs> you must be like that. You must." We know he is ADHD, so he doesn't care at all. But I see the key for children who have ADHD, it's to practice with the parents, mm-hmm. to practice with the parents and the children, because most of time the parents are so stressed. Yes. So and they have also a sort of ADHD. So it is the reason why when we practice in a family like that, oh my God, Sarah, it makes me cry. It's a revolution suddenly when all the family we practice the mountain. The child we have ADHD, he stays sitting down. He practice. I have the same case with people who have uh, disabilities, mental disabilities, or Alzheimer. I have practiced many times with all the people who have Alzheimer's, and it works. Yes. Immediately, they are more calm. Because the brain can be sick, the body can be sick, but the soul is vivid until the last moment mm-hmm. of the life. And when we talk soul to soul, suddenly the person deeply listens to you. Yes. It works like that also. 
Exactly. And that's we need a lot more soul talk and soul connection because uh, it's been very, very disconnected. You do a lot of um, singing as well. Um, and you have an event here, which I put on the post uh, that you did for Deepak Chopra. And music, I, I have a music channel for the love of music. And m- music is, is, is soul talk, isn't it? It lifts the spirit, it connects with the heart, but music is soul talk. Uh, of course, me, <laughs> I am a musician and I came, uh, I start on stage, I was nine years old to sing. And after I became professional singer, I was 15, 16 years in France. And I sing uh, in a big, big cathedral, big churches in France and after in the world. And also when I was 25 years old, um, I started to sing in New York in a lot of jazz clubs. I was discovered by Mark Ledford, the singer of Pat Metheny group. So after I came in New York many times to sing with the musician of Pat Metheny, the guitar player, the musician of Carlos Santana also, they were my friends. Mm. So I use my voice as a singer <laughs> to guide meditation. And last year I have performed a new show, so I sing and I guide on stage at the Carnegie Hall. It was sold out. It was a huge success. And so Carnegie Hall has chosen me again for the new season. So I will perform at Carnegie Hall again uh, October 17. And it will be a special show um, with... uh, It it will be a multi-sensorial show. So a lot of video of projection. So suddenly I sing in a cathedral. Suddenly I sing in my monastery. Suddenly I sing in the desert on on another planet. I mean, it's a sort of travel uh, with the picture, the video, also the the aroma, the perfumes, a lot of perfumes in the the theater. It's it's amazing. It's a multi-sensorial experience when we come to see the show. Wonderful. Um, something that people can really immerse themselves with. It's kind of, you're almost uh, rechanging their clock, recalibrating them, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Send everybody away, away, kind of tuned in. And then you hope that they've learned the techniques to continue that. Because, you know, as you said, we, we can't do it ourselves initially. We need somebody to help us, you know, find our, our dialing knob, how to tune in how to you know find that calmness because initially as you said we're in our head um and we don't know how to get out of it when we're taught how to tune in how to know when to call the mountain or the dolphin or the horizon or the wave or the kiss you know when to do that then we you know we've now got these tools that can help us through our daily life so again we don't have to become stressed or we recognize the triggers that are making us stressed and sometimes just being that presence of calmness around somebody else can help them find their calmness as well. This is the most important because every emotion is contagious. Mm-hmm. So if we live close to someone who smokes cigarette, it's the same thing. When the person smokes, it's like the stress, you breathe the smoke of the cigarette and you become sick. So it is the same thing for the stressful energy. If you work in a company and people are stressed, you become stressed. But, but <laughs> with meditation for daily stress, you learn to recycle this toxic energy. We learn to detox immediately this bad emotion. And it works perfectly for all the workers. Everybody has uh, the benefit from it. 
Um, we are certainly in a world that's got so wound up. It's almost like, you know, a, a spring on a clock that's about to break. And if we do not try and make an effort to find our calmness, we're going to snap. And, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of that already in the world. Um, the world has become too demanding in the wrong ways. And we're going down a wrong path. And we need to come back, you know, to our center. We need to listen to our soul because it's what speaks to our heart and our spirit. And it's what brings forth that calmness and that invitation, that inspiration of life. Um, we desperately need this calmness in our lives because we can't focus without it. If we're not calm, we can't make good decisions. Uh, we can't live a, a prosperous life. We can't live a meaningful life. That calmness is what helps us see what really needs to be done as opposed to the illusion of what should be done. Yes, there is no debate on this opinion. There is no debate. Everyone, we can be young, uh, we can be old, we can be rich or poor, we can be a president of America, we can be a homeless in the street, we can be Kim Kardashian or we can be <laughs> a young uh, student in a college. Everyone, we know that when we are stressed, we don't feel good. Right. And when we are calm, we feel better. So I repeat again, the question for me, it's not the debate if we need to be calm. No, the, the, the question, it's how can I be yes. more calm? Yeah. So the answer is I can be more calm if I practice not the, the, the blablatation yeah. <laughs> of the cliche of the meditation because it helps no one. But if I practice in my daily life, if I train my mind, it, it is like that. And like that, it works. Like that, I feel more calm, more happy, more stable immediately. It's not, uh, I need to practice during many years to become an amazing uh, practicant. No, I feel better immediately, immediately. Exactly. And you know, when we feel better, we, we do better. We resonate a wonderful harmonious energy that somebody else picks up from. We bring that calmness to the table. Um, we are able to help other people just simply by kindness, by love. Um, we're able to send out our aura of music that will help, you know, embrace other people and nurture other people. Calmness is kindness, isn't it? It's caring. Absolutely, absolutely. When we, I, I, when we are more calm, we are more alive. Mm -hmm. There is this beautiful quote from Saint Therese of Lisieux, Little Flower. She says all the time, there is no life without peace. We exist, but we don't live. Right. We exist, we do many things, but we don't know what is the life. We don't live. And it's, all, it's only when we are faced to the death or faced to a big sickness or faced to, to something very difficult that suddenly we, be, we become more alive. But why we must wait this yeah. ultimate moment? Why we don't start well, immediately? Exactly. You don't have <laughs> to, to wait to die alive. to live, right? No. <laughs> yeah. But the difference between existing and living it's a beautiful teaching that we learn in a monastery. Uh, I exist, I do many things. So when I do many things like that, when I am in activities, oh, I go to a restaurant, I have girlfriends, I have a job, I have money. When we stay at this level, 
we miss something that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. We miss something. We, we really miss something, but we don't understand what we miss. And we miss our soul. Yes. We miss our spiritual dimension yes. because we ignore totally our spiritual dimension. And we have a physical dimension, a psychological dimension, but we have also a spiritual dimension. And it's interesting because in neuroscience, when we talk about spiritual dimensions, we talk about some region of the brain that usually we don't use in an ordinary uh, level of consciousness. It's so, so important. So we need to, to be more calm in our daily life. We need to be more present. How can I be more present if I train my mind in my daily life? Simple. If you <laughs> want peace, it comes from the inside out. You'll never create peace on the outside until you find the inner peace. And that is where it comes from, that calm and that tranquility, because that's your clarity, that's your focus, that's your understanding. Um, that's the spirit of life. Exactly, because there is a moment we experiment the divine peace. I mean, it's a quality of peace grandest than ourselves. Like we can experiment a sacred love. It's a quality of love grandest than ourselves. So it is so, so important. Suddenly we are reconnected to the universe. And when we are stressed, we are disconnected to the world disconnected to ourselves, disconnected to the people around us. We see nothing. In Tibetan, we talk about the death alive. I am death alive. Mm -hmm. So I exist, but I, I, I don't know. And the last day of my life, I say, oh my God, it was so fast. Yes. And I was not present. Right. So, oh my God, it's too late. It's too late. So it's not too late. <laughs> Every minute, it's not one more minute. One more chance. Just today after your show, I have one more chance mm -hmm. to be more, to, to change totally my life in one second. It's not it will ask a lot of time. No. In one second, I have understood. In one second, I understand because I feel. I feel I have a soul. I feel if I am more calm, I work better. I will be more intelligent. I will be more kind. I will be more free. So the goal of the life is to be free, to yes. be more alive. This is the goal of the life. It's not to become more religious. No. It's not to become uh, more Buddhist or more Christian or whatever. No, the goal of the life is to be more happy. But how can I be more happy when I am more present? So the goal of the life is to be more present, more grateful, more happy, to enjoy every minute like the minute. Yeah, it's living in the joy the of life, isn't it? Yeah, living in the joy of life. That's the beauty of it. Exactly. Well, my darling, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back here again. Uh, once again, can you tell people how they can get hold of you and um, maybe give those yeah. dates again for the Carnegie Hall and Times Square? So you can find any information on michelpascal.tv. michelpascal.tv. You have all the information about the show at the Carnegie Hall, the retreat, the workshop. Also, if you want to become a meditation teacher certified, michelpascal.tv or on my Twitter, Michel Meditates. 
Uh, on Twitter, we have 35,000 people every day, and every day more and more people. So you and 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 I give one hour every day to chat to any followers. It's my practice also. Mm -hmm. I say all time, my schedule is busy, not me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, just to let people and know that the Michelle is M I C H E L P A S C A L. Michelle Pascal, so there's no A in there, folks, um, in the Michelle uh, dot TV. And also there's mail Michelle Pascal at gmail.com as well. But, you know, truly reach out and, and certainly join the Twitter, Michelle Meditates, because you can actually see, you know, what he's doing in real time. You can ask him questions. You know, it's always the inspiration that becomes the invitation. Let the show inspire you today. And he's inviting you to come and join him and see what he does and how you can find your calmness within you. Um, we have to make the journey ourselves. We have to be participants in our own lives. But there is always somebody there to help us. And Michelle is there to guide you and help you. Because when you're calm, you're productive, you're a participant of life and society and your own life benefits greatly. Michelle, darling, thank you so much for being with us here today. Sarah, thank you from the bottom of my heart and congratulations for all what you do. You, you help people everywhere because you are what you teach. You are what you say. <laughs> so when we listen your radio show, me, when I listen, how you ask questions, I feel your good energy. So the, I mean, the most important it's to give a good energy. So I wanted from my heart to say congratulations for what you do every day. We need your energy in this world. Thank you, Sarah, from all my love. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. And let the energy flow, right? <laughs> We've got a lot of people exactly. to make calm. <laughs> my schedule is busy, not me. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, everybody, it's up to you. So please do step up because we need a lot more calmness in this world. And when you're there, you'll truly understand the beauty of life, the joy in the spirit of living. Thank you, Michelle. And to everyone else, until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. All my love. Bye-bye, Sarah. Merci beaucoup. Oh.